foie gras, pulled pork, bok choy, squid ink, dining with Doug and Karen. Hey everybody, I'm Doug Benson. Hello. And then this is the part where Karen says, I'm Karen Anderson. What does she say? Hi? She Hi. <laughs> and uh, this is Dining with uh, Doug and Karen, uh, a.k.a. Dining with D&K. Uh, call it whatever you want. Just don't call us late for supper. It's Monday, February 4th, 2019. And we are cranking these out so you can get one a week. But Karen isn't here today because she's working on uh, Snoop and Martha's uh, potluck uh, dinner show on uh, VH1. So what do I do? Instead of just having one guest and no co-host, I'm going the two guests route. Got two people here to chat and chew and uh, experience Farmhouse at the Beverly Center on 3rd and La Cienega. It's Sam Levine and Clark Wolf. Everybody, oh, yeah. There's nobody to clap or anything. No, really. that's okay. We're just in the back room of a gorgeous restaurant with like three big rooms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we ate. Uh, me and my girlfriend ate in this place one time and had the uh, flatbread with uh, prosciutto on it. I think, and it was uh, it was very good. I think this used to be a cheesecake factory or something like uh, that. Or, is this the location? Or Grand Lux Grand Cafe. Lux. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right here on the corner of the Beverly Center. I believe you are correct. All right. Well, we'll ask him about it when the, the fella representing the restaurant. I don't even know if he's the owner. Or the, you know, Karen's the one that's supposed to know all that stuff. Yeah. You know, he so, does look a little bit like Chris Hemsworth, though. Does he? Yeah, with the beard. Okay. You think or maybe so? Liam. Maybe he's more of a Liam. All right. Well, know you know, I think when it comes to facial hair, we have to listen to little Logan over yeah, here. That's fair. That's, I, I can't argue with that. That's very much. Although I do know my Hemsworths. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. I've studied. Well, the two of you are on uh, Douglas movies quite frequently and are some of the best guests. Uh, some of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, what's what's been, let's talk to each Clark first. What's been going on with you lately? Oh, boy. Uh, before we get in, before the food starts to arrive. Speaking of food, actually, I have been doing Whole30. Do you know about this? No. The Whole30s? Yeah. Okay, well, it's uh, basically for 30 days, you don't eat um, dairy. You you basically only eat protein, vegetables, and fruit if you want, but everything else is sort of off limits. So no beans, no rice, no grains, um, and it's sort of like a reset, and so today is my, today is the first day that I haven't been doing it, so... I just completed my whole thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were giving us your restrictions no, for today's no. meal. No, I mean, I'm instead, always... Instead, now you're... I'm free. I'm always gluten intolerant because I have an allergy. Okay. But aside from that, I'm I'm good to go. All right. Well, I think he said something about a salad being first up, so oh, that, that should probably be gluten-free. And then we'll, we'll, we'll warn him about yes, your uh, gl- gluten-free situation. <laughs> and so, I've, I, you know... I've, done so many podcasts with so many guests i forget if you've ever been on dining with doug and karen i have not see that's a that's a crazy oversight (laughs) because you like food and dining out and conversation and and all of that so i'm very unusual in that this works out perfectly do you have any do you have i i've 
never had the chance before. A lot of places we've done this at, like they just sort of serve what they serve. Right. So I just sort of say, hey, do you want to go to a place that's got like barbecue? And yeah, yeah, yeah. People say yes or no. But this place seems to have a wide array of things. Yes, they do. So what? Any? Do you have any restrictions? <laughs> I, I, I do. Or things that you hate? Even because uh, I, I also like to avoid those. Fair enough. I have. A, I'd like to think I have a fairly wide uh, palate when it comes to food, but I am deathly allergic to jicama. Hickama. Yeah. Uh, spelled with a J. Right? J. <laughs> and you don't like, the biggest don't like for you that I always think is interesting. Is it chocolate or vanilla? Uh, it is chocolate, but that's not a don't like. That is also oh, an allergy. Oh, it's an allergy. Yes. Okay, so jicama and chocolate. Uh, now, the jicama. My favorite <laughs> Elvis Costello album uh, is uh, right. off the menu for Sam right. today. Um. But when I'm dining with people and they're like, oh, my God, chocolate, I'm like, that's fine, though. If you guys want to order a chocolate dessert, that is totally fine because then it makes me automatically not eat dessert and then I feel better about myself afterward. That's what I always tell people about the gluten thing. This is not a choice. Yeah. Like, nobody would ever choose this. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's... Same well, with Well, people try to, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about the whole gluten thing. I think as long as you're not allergic to it... It's really taken How bad off. could it be? I, I mean, bread is bread. It's going to be bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it has gluten in it or not, <laughs> it's true. bread. Yeah. True. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I don't know what I. I feel like there will be some. Uh, what about you, Doug? Flatbread in the future. Too. Do you have food allergies or no. strong dislikes? I have very strong dislikes, but I, you know, that's part of this whole process of being the co-host of a food show and not knowing much about it, and also disliking much of it. Oh, I mean, I love food, but the things I sure. don't like, I really like very okay. opposed to. All right, like I, I strong, I like olive oil, but I. I hate olives. Oh, like I'm not a fan of olives. See people eating eat olives. olives. <laughs> I'm, it's, they're so, they, they smell and taste rank to me. Um, if drinking becomes part of this, I don't know if they have craft uh, cocktails or anything here, uh -huh. but if, if that comes up, are, are you guys into that? Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially here. I really love, uh, you know, some restaurants. I'm, I'm not sure about here because we didn't have drinks the one time I ate here, but uh, the some restaurants now are really into, you know, fancy drinks, mm. and I, I like trying those, you know. I, I don't like drinking them all the time but uh having a few sips of one mm -hmm. sure is uh is super yeah. fun i'm into wine tasting now you are yeah, oh yes would your girlfriend do that to you she did i mean i was already <laughs> into wine before that but she was very serious about like driving up to the various wine countries of california and going to like from like winery to winery and doing all the different uh, tasting flights and all that uh, and so now I am a person who does that and buys lots of wine while doing that. And so I have routinely now driven up to uh, Central and Northern California and driven back with, you know, 20 bottles of wine in my car. Wow, that's dangerous, though. I mean, yes, how much I know. do you drink around the house? Uh, two to three bottles a day. She gave me a really, it worked to my benefit, though, because she gave me a really nice bottle of rose for Christmas, uh -huh. which I appreciated. Yeah. That's yeah, so. uh, we give we give bottles of wine as gifts now. Yeah, that's a good way to go too. I like it. So I support mm -hmm. your habit fully. <laughs> Thank you very because much. Because it's benefiting me. So <laughs> it's benefiting everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm we on have get-togethers and we only drink the good stuff. True. Wait, what kind did you say you like? Rosé. Okay. Yeah, I know someone who likes rosé. Do you? Yeah, very <laughs> close to her. <laughs> um, 
This is exciting, you guys. Uh, we, I, we just, I, we, me and my girlfriend were just in uh, Dallas, Texas, mm. ah. and uh, did a little Doug Lowe's movies at the Hyenas the Comedy Club there. Mm-hmm. Powerful lineup: Joe DeRosa and Chris Cubis and um, uh, <laughs> Adam Ray. Adam okay, Ray. okay, that is a great yeah, lineup. It was really good. Yeah. We, had, we had a very nice time. And um, but I wanted to do a shout out to in the same mall where the Hyenas Comedy Club is at uh, Mock- Mockingbird Lane is a place called Dallas Grilled Cheese Company. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they had this thing where you can get an appetizer for free if you posted something about them on your social media. Oh my God. So I was all over that. And it was a delicious, uh, these uh, fried uh, grilled cheese sandwiches that you dip in uh, tomato, tomato oh, soup. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but with your the exposure they're getting by you posting about them, that whole meal should have been free. A free app. <laughs> well, they were, they were pretty nice to us, especially in the booze, because uh, I ended up eating there four times in three days mm-hmm. and, uh, the, and sat at the bar, and they also had delicious drinks. I mean, they had a drink that I thought was delicious because I said, hey, pour some of that and some of that into a glass. And then it turned out pretty good. <laughs> turned out good. All right. <laughs> Might as well tell you what it was. It was absolute vanilla and ginger beer. Ooh, yes. That wow. does sound Made nice. for a nice, uh, nice uh, combination. So I had that many times over the weekend. And, uh, oh, they had these skewers with bacon on them that's like, you know, was... Uh, uh, maple honey bacon or some oh, you know yeah. some sort of fancy mm-hmm. bacon, and then you you can dip those in uh, in some maple syrup, and then also in the same bite if you want, you could have a piece of pineapple that's been uh, dusted with cinnamon. Oh Ooh. my goodness! Yeah. Wow. You wouldn't think of Dallas, that. Really you up in their food that. game, yeah. but it was good. I mean, it's just a nice little bar restaurant, you know, and the staff there is all laughing and having a good time. It's almost like the TSA, but um, <laughs> <laughs> except they're getting paid. One more thing before the food starts coming. I'm wearing a new sweater. I gotta show you guys. That, <laughs> it's lovely. Thank you. That I got from uh, Stitch Fix in my first box that I uh, received from them. I would have wore the pants that were in the box because they were. I like those too. I'm only returning uh, two of the five items that they sent me. Uh, we've had a couple ads on the show about it, and so I've signed up and I'm trying it. Uh, but the pants are really nice, but uh, I didn't want to wear them today because I worry that I'd spill on them. And it's nothing worse than staining your pants the first day Brand you wear pants. them. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I, I wore do some, know. so I wore some jeans today. Because also, I just really don't know. Like, I did eat here, but I don't really remember much of the menu other than the fact that they did have some uh, pretty awesome-sounding flatbreads, and, and then okay. we, we got we, one uh, of Clark one and of them. I glanced at the menu yep. uh, before you arrived, and it does look quite good. Yeah, American, very American, like, mm-hmm. farm-to-table kind yep. of deal. Yep. Oh, that's right. He did say, and we'll recap when he returns, that... Uh, that the first thing we're going to get is a salad that uh, everything from everything in it is directly from his farm, his own I'm farm. Very excited yeah, about that. Yeah, that's very exciting. That sounds neat. That sounds really, really cool. Have you ever thought about taking the show on the road, or do you take the mm-hmm. show on the road? The first one, we okay. thought about it. <laughs> and we took it on the road one time. Once we did it, it during a comedy festival in mm. uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Go Cutters. And... Uh, 
uh, Pete Holmes was our guest. Oh, oh wow. And it was extra out of control, Pete Holmes. <laughs> so go find that episode, you guys, if you want to hear some real... It'll either make you insane or insanely happy because he just was really out of control that day. And that's, he's always out of control when he's on my shows and even refers to that as his character that he likes to play when he's in a show with me. Right. Because he thinks it's funny to drive (laughs) me absolutely crazy. So, yeah, so that was a really fun one that we did on the road where we got uh, local uh, restaurants all chipped in and brought little samples of, so everything we tried uh, the whole audience got to try as well. Because oh, cool. I thought it'd be weird to do this show and be eating things in front of an audience if they're not eating it as well. Right. But also, that's a lot to ask one restaurant to just give a whole room full sure. of people free food. It should have just been like four <laughs> or five lucky people, like in an infomercial taping. Sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's maybe another way we can do road shows, perhaps. But it looks like things are starting to happen over there. Oh, I see a big salad. Very salad. I see a big salad coming. That is huge. Welcome, Hi. sir. Uh, if you want to just, would you like to sit or just stand while you speak to us? Okay, yeah, have a seat right there. Thank you for the waters. Um, but yeah, just uh, we kind of the mics. You kind of got to get in a little close on them to Hello. to really make sure we hear you. Tell us your name and about uh, Farmhouse. Well, my name is Nathan Pezzo. I'm the owner of Farmhouse, which is my first restaurant. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Oh, yeah. It seems yeah, to be going great. very well. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, the rain really brings the people out. So. Ah, well. Yeah, yeah. I prayed for rain as a farmer, and now I'm praying for rain as a restaurateur. I never knew the two would coincide <laughs> oh, <good>. so well. <laughs> that is an interesting point. I mean, especially with the uh, way you can pull into the parking garage here. Yeah. It's very nice. Uh, yeah, people uh, that don't want to get wet. That's for, yeah. uh, for us cat people. <laughs> that, uh, that, you know, even a little drop of rain is too much. We can just pull right into the building and then step into the... A very cozy restaurant you have here. Thank you very much. I did eat here once before and then found out a few days later that we were coming here to do this show. Uh, Karen sends her best. She's normally the co-host of the show, and she sets these things up, and so I feel bad she can't be here. But she's busy making a TV show with uh, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Have you heard of it? It's on VH1. It's there. I have heard it's of called it. Called yeah. a potluck dinner or something yeah, it's like that. Yeah, pretty awesome. Well, yeah. I suppose we'd make poor company by comparison. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> those two, Snoop and Martha, are pretty crazy. But uh, uh, we're we have uh, fun going to restaurants and. Uh, Karen's the one that knows more about food and is more interested in cooking. Okay. And I'm more the uh, the neophyte and the uh, uh, person who just likes to eat. And so you have to <laughs> you have to trick trick me into eating things that are good for me. So well, this be uh, an easy you're starting off with a salad that I already told the listeners is uh, sounds terrific. Just because it's uh, you say it's all from your own personal farm. Uh, yeah. So the family farm that I grew up on and then later was running was uh, it's called Kenter Canyon Farms. We are known for lettuce and herbs. So that's like little baby tiny lettuce greens. That's like most of what we grow. We also grow culinary herbs, not the smoking kind of herbs, but um, <laughs> so like uh, you know, tarragon. Okay. Noted, and, you know, noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lost thousands Check of snakes just off. right then. Uh, so the, uh, and we grow a lot of other stuff uh, that, we, that will appear all over the menu. Uh, we grow wheat, these ancient grains that we use for our pizza and any of our breads that we sell, whether if you have a sandwich or even some pasta, the, all of that has come from my own farm. And here we've got what we're known for, the lettuce. And uh, these are baby lettuce greens from Kenter Canyon. 
uh, radishes from my friend Alex Weiser's farm and carrots as well. And that's it. Then we've got uh, chicken from, uh, from Petaluma Farms. Ooh. And oh. it's just a really, we call it the simple salad because it simply is just <laughs> a salad. And it's really, really good. And here, I'll hand you guys oh, some yeah, let's You should uh, definitely get try some it. stuff going yeah. here. And some plates. But this is, you know, how I grew up eating. Food was a big part of my upbringing. My mother was the, the founder of Kentucky Canyon Farms, and every single day we ate food from the farm and from, uh, you know, our kitchen by way of her. And so this is something that I would have had just about every day, maybe minus the chicken. And um, it's one of my favorite things to eat. So it's a good way to start off a, uh, a meal, you know, healthy and delicious. Well, on behalf of Sam, let me ask you if this salad has any jicama or chocolate in it. It has neither of the two. Okay, so I, Sam is in the you. clear. Thank you, Doug. And, uh, and of course, uh, it, there's no reason to think there'd be gluten in any There's no gluten in yeah. it. Yeah. So, and just uh, for the rest of mm -hmm. uh, uh, today, just uh, those are the th only those things the that we have to stay away from. Okay, okay. jicama <laughs> fries coming up. Oh, great. <laughs> no, yeah, you got great. it. Sprinkle some cat dander yeah. on there and you got it. Yeah. We got it, yeah. <laughs> Sam's kryptonite has been revealed. Yeah. Okay, let's get some uh, salad on my plate. Yeah, that. And, um, nice simple way to start. Yeah, yeah it looks, looks really nice, really fresh. Yeah, it probably yeah. was picked about 24 hours ago. Wow. It was growing out in the, in, the, how, in the rain. How do you get that over here so quickly? Well, the farm is set up for exactly that. Lettuce isn't known for its shelf life, sure. so we're, you know, we're very good at getting it harvested, washed, packaged, and sent off to where it's wow. going. That was... You know, the most stressful part of my farming career. <laughs> and is it, I mean, are you, is the farm, how close is the farm to Los Angeles, to where we v are now? Very close. Okay. So the farm is big. It's as far north as Hollister, all the way down to the Mexico border in a place called El Centro, where okay. the fun never starts. Uh, and it is uh, primarily, though, like acreage-wise, it's all located in Ventura County, which is really close. Okay. So Fillmore, Santa Paula, Moore Park, those are the places that we've got big operations. And that's 60 miles from here, just past Six Flags Magic Mountain. That was very tasty. Yeah. Sam? This is a wonderful salad. <laughs> Good. It is delicious. I can confirm. All right, well. I can confirm. This chicken is so nice. Yeah. I'm Mr. Give me the dressing on the side because it's, you know, I'm always unhappy with <laughs> <laughs> if they put it on, like, how much and where and the... the the dressing on this is perfect. It's just uh, real simple. It's white wine vinegar, um, a little bit of lemon juice, tarragon, and uh, shallot. And that's olive oil, obviously, but that's it. It's just a really simple thing. Hey, would you guys like some more uh, sure. water? Green is bubbly, blue is flat. Oh, oh you want bubbly or flat, guys? Oh, I'll take flat. <laughs> I'll take yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'll go get some Okay, oh. so bubbly for Let's Clark. Let's the whole thing off. Oh, it even pops and everything. You want to... Like a celebration. Pour yourself a little there. Yes, of course. You know, it's funny when I think of farming. I in LA, I, I obviously there are farmers markets, which is like a huge part of our culture out here. I feel, but I don't think Thank of how you. close it actually would be because LA feels so developed, like every yeah. inch. You know what I mean? That's one of the reasons I opened the restaurant was because it's. I mean. Southern California is like the Garden of Eden for agriculture. Yeah. We've got like really almost no frost days. You've got incredible sunlight. You know, despite the drought we've been going through, you really do have access to water. You can grow anything here. And just outside the city, you're in some of the best agricultural land in the whole world. So opening, uh, you know, quote unquote, farm to table, or as we say, seed to plate restaurant 
here is a great option because it's just all at your fingertips. And that's what we do here. You know? like I grow things on my farm specifically for my restaurant. And it doesn't have to go very far before it gets here. Lucky us. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> How did you end up in this uh, particular spot, Linda, in the, the Beverly, uh, Center? Beverly Center? Because it's kind of, it was revamped over the last year yeah. or so. So, you know, my, my best friend and I were the, were the founders of this. And when we were looking for locations, we had a few in mind. But a shopping center like the Beverly Center that's spending a lot of money to re-envision themselves and sort of, you know, that they, they were attractive to us because... They gave great rent, they gave a great TI, it was called Tenant Improvement. So we're able to build all this beautiful stuff without taking out a huge loan. And uh, you know, the other side of that was I had to take all 7,000 square feet of this place, which it's is like giant. Huge. Yeah, it's like 250. Yeah. This used to be the Grand Lux Cafe, right? Part of the Grand Lux. Okay. The Grand Lux was twice as big. Wow. Which I don't even know how they slept at night. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, when we walked in, I saw the capacity sign and it says like 453 or something right, like right. that. And I was like, wow, that is so many people. It really is. It's a, it's a, it, it, I've had it packed for like big events and yeah. things like that. Like the GLAAD awards were here. and. It was, I think we actually probably beat our, our limit over there, but not, <laughs> but it was, it's like a sea of humanity that'll fit in this place and it's just gigantic. So this, the actual seated capacity is 250 people, which is just kind of crazy to even think about 250 people in one restaurant, all interested in eating the same thing, but you know, we're here and we do it all the time. So it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place. When I walked in I, to this room in particular, I was like, this would be great for a rehearsal dinner. Not that yeah. I'm getting married or anything, but <laughs> I just was like, it's, it's such a gorgeous, eclectic space. Each yeah. room feels a little different. Yeah. And we, in fact, we had two rehearsal dinners last week. There so you go. Yeah, it's a place that it is. Yeah, yeah. The word is out. There it is. Yeah, lots of baby showers. Yes. You know, I was melting chocolate and putting it in diapers on Saturday. <gasps> so. Not for you, Sam. No, no, no. no, no I think I've still got some you. in the back. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is uh, the salad is terrific. And what? How do you describe the uh, you know the menu to you know people are wondering what yeah. the overall the overall I would just say that it is like Amer elevated American food uh, done simply. So just you know no, nothing is too. There's not going to be a grabiche sauce or any kind of a flaming meringue or anything that's deconstructed or molecular gastronomy. Like you're just getting simple food. The difference <laughs> is that it's done like well I hope and I know it's done with the best ingredients available yeah. so you taste the freshness you know if like we have a dish called you know like our winter roasted carrots they're just the really really good carrots that are roasted in our pizza oven and tossed with just a little bit of spice and like they're great but there's nothing we didn't do anything to them they started great and so that's sort of the, the <laughs> idea is that you know you're not getting fancy food here this is not a place to get that you're getting just you know really good food and what we hope is a comfortable uh setting yeah. i think google uh described it as new american right. right um and i guess this is what i would think of yeah uh if if i were thinking of like oh new american cuisine it's just like no it's the comfort foods you've known your whole life but really well put together, really fresh, healthy ingredients. Mm -hmm. No and, butter. Uh, well, yeah. not no, but well, very little. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, this salad is very, uh, this, is, this is a very, us, yeah. very healthy and light. And, mm -hmm. Well, I'll get you something less healthy for the next Thank round. Thank you very and, much. And, uh, I didn't yeah, ask yeah. for this. Yes, we really, we've been such <laughs> yeah. good boys and girls eating some salad, very so good. we can really take it up and right, I'll be right if you'd back, like. I guess, and get yeah, you some more stuff. take your right. time, and uh, thank, thank you for you. having us. And this is amazing. Yeah, that's Really working out good for us once again 
here on Dining with DNK. And let's take a uh, brief commercial break to see what's going on from sponsors or some such thing. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. And uh, I guess you probably heard it. It's uh, We got a little rain. So that is... Uh, this is a nice place to come to because you don't have to be... Uh, I mean, we did take an Uber over, so it was just a moment out in the rain before uh, getting into... For those just joining us, and this is a podcast, so you're, you've been listening from the beginning. Um, We're at Farmhouse Doug, I at don't, the Beverly Center. I don't know how to say this. I, did, well, I didn't want to be Sam rude. Levine is here, in case you didn't remember that. I didn't want to be rude to our host, but uh, this, this, this salad is clearly full of jicama, and I'm, I'm dying... <laughs> Oh no! And this is my swan song. Oh, oh no. no! Well, I'll eat Sam's half. I of mean, the food. you go. You're going out doing what you love. It's true. Which is podcasting and eating jicama. Oh god! Your favorite things. Uh, <laughs> you know, the last time I accidentally ingested jicama, um, uh, it always necessitates a trip to the uh, emergency room. And last time I went there, um, my face had expanded. Significantly, my eyes had swollen shut, my throat was closing, could not breathe, could not see, and I get into the emergency room, and uh, I go to the triage nurse, she's like, what's the problem? I was like, I'm having a terrible food allergy reaction, I need to see a doctor right away. And she was like, okay, have a seat, we'll get to you soon. And then there was a, like a teenage girl who came in after me, who had like an ice pack on her ankle, and then she sat down next to me. And uh, my friend who was with me was like, oh, what happened? She's like, ah, it's a basketball practice. I just rolled over on it. Funny, it's fine. And then they took her in first. And I went over to the triage nurse. I was like, what is going on? I, I can't breathe. I'm literally dying here. And you're seeing a girl with a rolled ankle. And um, she's like, well, we see our patients in severity of, of il- ailment. And I was like, I'm about to die on the floor of this waiting room. I need a doctor. And uh, they were not going to let me see a doctor because in their mind, I guess, like, food allergy reactions are not a big deal. And I'd been wearing, like, big sunglasses and a hat because I looked so messed up. And finally, I just had to walk over to her and I pulled off the hat and sunglasses. And I was like, I want you to know, if I pass out on this floor, you will be the first person I name in the lawsuit. And then I was in a hospital bed, like, two minutes later. You have to threaten litigation. Yep. At, uh, Open with it next time. I'm gonna. I'm even gonna call out that hospital. That Sorry, was, sir. We're out of fries. I am litigating. <laughs> that was St. Joseph Medical Center in Burbank. They were not. Uh, they did not care that I was dying on their floor. Um, but anyway, uh, that's just a bit. I didn't really eat jicama just now. You can spot it if they don't slice it up into tiny little pieces. Why, like, is there, would there be any reason for it to be in, like, a salad like it, this? It, rarely it is in salads, but it is, it does sneak into some. Isn't it, like, the kind of a white, uh, yeah. like, you see it on Yeah, you see it on, like, vegetable platters yeah. sometimes and, out here. And I, I feel like, if, yeah, if you if you were doing, like, a super salad or something, right. maybe the jicama would be Yes, I've seen, like, like um, uh, uh, the Gelson's out here, right. the local supermarket, sometimes has a salad in there. Uh, you know, fresh section with jicama in it. Uh, and like I said, if they leave it in big pieces, I can always identify it. But if they dice it up, sometimes it's very hard to tell diced jicama from diced onion or radish. Um, so uh, it's a fun game I get to play where I ask uh, servers all the time, there's no jicama in that. And 50% of the time they say, 
Uh, no. And the other 50% of the time they say, what's jicama? Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, so then you don't know if they know. <laughs> right. When they so say I that. say, this is very important. Please ask the chef. Please learn about jicama. If there is jicama in this because uh, you will be the first person I name in the lawsuit. Exactly. That's my go to now. Every story ends with that. Yeah. What was your story you were telling us oh, earlier? I, um, and I said, save it for the podcast. That's right. I was, uh, I was a, a, a guest uh, in the dining room on an episode of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, some five years ago. Um, and uh, I don't remember exactly how it happened. They just I think they just called my publicist and asked if I wanted to be a, their words, not mine, celebrity diner on an episode of Hell's Kitchen. And I said, sure, I've, I've watched Hell's Kitchen. That's a fun show from time to time. And, uh, and I'll get to eat some delicious and stuff. I'll get to eat some delicious food for free. So I get to the, it, they, they shoot it literally on a soundstage. Uh, in like I think it was like Culver City, I don't know, and um, and I get all the way down there, and uh, they send me this huge email ahead of time that says very clearly, um, "Come, not starving, because there is always a chance you will receive no food uh, in the dining room." And I learned it's because uh, frequently on the show. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Gordon Ramsay. Thank you. Gordon Ramsay will yell at all of the uh, uh, chefs in the kitchen area and, and kick them out of the kitchen. And then nobody else gets served. And, uh, and so I was really nervous, but I got to order. And, uh, <laughs> and, I was, and I wanted to order something different on the menu. And then one of the producers comes over and he's like, oh, no, you have to order the red snapper. And I was like, oh. I mean, I, I'm fine with that, but what if I didn't like Red Snapper? Well, then we would have just given you something else, but we need you to order the Red Snapper. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll order the Snapper. And so I ordered the Red Snapper, and um, I guess they had to have me do that because one of the uh, chefs had to come over to my table and actually, uh, like, flash fry it in a pan on a little rolling cart right at my table. And uh, so we had to watch this whole production of the fish being made, and then the server gave it to me, and um, then uh, she was really sweet. It was this really, you know, nice, sweet chef lady who was clearly very nervous, and then she said, like, um, uh, or no, she, she went away, and then, like, our server came over and was like, how was the fish, sir? And I turned to my companions and the person, and I said, that was perfectly cooked. And then once I realized the cameras were probably not on us anymore, I turned to my dining companions and went, it was a little undercooked. There's a serious chance of foodborne illness right here. Uh, but I didn't want to say that on camera because I felt like she needed a good, a good review. I don't know if she won. I didn't watch the rest of the season. Maybe that that's episode, what all those judges are doing all the time is eating mediocre food yeah. and, not, and feeling bad talking shit about it. Probably. Um, you know, but I, I felt bad. It's like, look, I, I don't want to derail her potential food career by going, eh, I don't know, it's a red snapper and tastes like it should have. I don't know. I don't eat snapper that much. So what do I know? But, uh, yeah, that's my feeling about all this is what do I know? Like I was on <laughs> Bong Appetit and I think it was good. I mm -hmm. think I had some good food. Couldn't tell you what they brought us. <laughs> I mean, when I watch it on TV, I'll, I'll probably remember. Yeah. Probably, oh yeah, that was good. That episode, uh, by the way, of Hell's Kitchen I was on didn't air for like 
22 months. Whoa. I had completely forgotten that I had even done it. And then one then day you my- saw some tweets. Yeah, my Twitter just <laughs> blew up. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought that aired and I missed it. Okay. I guess it's out there. Yeah. Is there things on your IMDb page that you don't remember doing? Uh, probably. I, I Yeah. Um, yeah, when you rack up those credits, some of them are just like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. What was I that definitely thing? was not in the original Kings of Comedy. And that keeps getting added it back to my page. It says you, you are? No. This is, a, this, is a, this is a jokey joke. Oh. I'm not a black older comic, Doug. <laughs> I immediately thought of uh, Scorsese's This is movie. King of Comedy. <laughs> Not the original kings of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you were in neither of them. I am, uh, yeah. I was, uh, I was Sandra Bernhardt. I mean, do people put stuff on your IMDb that's wrong? Probably. I really don't look at it that I often. I know they love to do, like, uncredited all the time, yeah. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was recently going through Bill Murray's credits for a game on uh, Doug Lowe's movies, and, like... He's in. He's got at least four or five titles that I had never heard of, never knew what that was, and a couple of them, you know, have the uncredited parentheses. So I always huh. wonder if how legit those are. I was just doing a, a screening of Moon, and we looked up Sam. Somebody looked up Sam Rockwell and said, "Hey, was there a sequel to this?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" And they said, "Yeah, it's listed on his IMDb, uh, you know, from 2017 or something." Uh, that that character and then this movie that Duncan Jones did. And I looked at it and I think it was like a straight a Netflix movie that I haven't seen. But again, it said uncredited. So clearly like he made a cameo and they were oh. saying that it was his character from Moon. Uh. And it's on IMDb that way. It's very, very weird. It's not Moon 2. It's not Moon 2. Mm. Electric. Boogaloo. Moonaloo. <laughs> <laughs> It's just moonish. <laughs> yeah. You could just work the moon guy into it somehow. Because isn't Sam Rockwell and Moon like kind of just stranded out in space by himself? Well, the only person he has to talk to is Kevin Spacey. Which in is in weird robot in form. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, yes, that is the basic premise. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to spoil it for people who exactly. haven't like, seen it. It's like Sandra Bullock talking to Ed Harris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's still playing that role? He actually took that job in real life. After I, I, you know, after 13. the Apollo 13 and then that, he had to. Yeah. But he's so good as a robot. He's so good as a mean cowboy robot. <laughs> oh, Ed Harris still. Yeah. I mean, Ed Harris, yeah. like, he's always ha- seemed to have, like, lofty, you know, he's always been seemed to be a very serious actor. Mm-hmm. Also very, you know, s- serious about things that matter to him. Like, he sat on his hands when they gave... Elia Kazan, the uh, what you call it? Oh yeah, yeah, Elia Kazan, the lifetime. Yeah, back in '99, he was one of those hand sitters along with Jessica Lange and and Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte and and Vicky Barbalak. No, his (laughs) Christina (laughs) Barcelona. No, no, I don't know if they're still together, but she was with Nick Nolte at the time from uh, from News Radio. Vicky Lewis. Lewis. Thank you. Mm. Yes. Yeah, she was next yeah, to Nick Nolte, and they sat there very. Also, uh, yeah. She's in a bunch of movies. Yep. She's uh, in Uncle Buck. Yep. Is there a uh, her name? Can we reveal? Jeannie Kelly? No. No. Why? Why? Can, why did they do that? I don't know the controversy. Because oh, he named names during the oh gotcha. uh, McCarthy hearings, uh, and got people blacklisted. Yeah. Sure. So people are still upset about that. So people are upset. 
So, you know, that, that was the... It was upsetting. It was. It was upsetting to a lot of people because, you know, he, he had hurt other people who had Hollywood careers. So then it became the question was, um, are we honoring him for his work in film uh, or are we honoring him as a whole? And uh, I would have uh, I would have stood up and applauded because we were awarding him a lifetime achievement in film award. Uh, we were not they were not giving him a humanitarian there, there award. Were, there are people that I, there is one name in in particular that I can think of that if anybody he he is an actor director producer and if if I were in that audience I would sit on my hand sure and it doesn't matter how good his movies I, are. that's all right I well, I guess for me it you was know, just gonna sit here and talk about James Cameron that way <laughs> do you hear and me Jim I Cameron I'm gonna just have to uh, say yeah no it's look I there I don't I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer but uh for me it was they were giving him an award honoring his achievement in film not his works outside of his set. Yeah, it just gets so weird. Yeah, it like, got muddled. You know, like, I can't enjoy Woody Allen movies anymore. And, um, you know, it's just to get just too lost in thinking about whether or not he's a, a decent person or not. It's interesting, though, because with the Ilya Kazan example, what he did that is controversial, right. it revolves Revolved around in the his business. Own industry. Exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, nobody ever stopped to ask, what if the names he named were, in fact, communists? Maybe he was a hero and we don't know it. Like That's probably unlikely, yeah, but it's a, it's a possibility. I feel, like, I feel like we would have heard that side of the story <laughs> if it were if that if that is what indeed happened. But you know, maybe that's just me. Or somebody finds you know somebody figures out that it was just a list of made up names. You know, she's <laughs> got some really funny ones in there like Juan Tabonia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Heywood, you blow me? They just did a, a sketch recently on SNL about an office where the people come in and want to have their names legally changed. Oh, yes, I saw that and sketch. And they all had with, stupid uh, names like McAvoy, that. McAvoy, right? No, it's the oh, Rachel it's the Brosnan. The Rachel Brosnan, one. that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, a little behind. You get the two confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, with were. all those personalities that, that he has. I was about to say, he is, he is a chameleon after all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they were both on my DVR. I watched them in the same night and while I was drinking three bottles of wine. Good wine. Yeah, he could play a convincing Mrs. Maisel. I think (laughs) he probably could. I might like the show better if he he did. In his episode, he did a uh, Philly accent that was tremendous. It's so crazy because he's Scottish. Yeah, and that is so hard to shake. Yeah, in general, the fact that he can do so many different dialects is kind of incredible. I wonder if he has split personalities. Hmm. I didn't see Glass. I did. How'd that work out for you? I, I thought it was fun. It's not, it didn't, and I thought that it took big swings. Um, it's not decisions necessarily that I would have made, and I definitely have problems with it, but. I have not seen it either. Oh, oh look what's happening to us. Oh, now we are talking about some real delicious. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. man. What are we talking about What's here? What's going down? Oh. We're getting well, the camera ready before we, uh, you devour. before we eat any of it. Yeah. Look so none of stuff. these have any chocolate or jicama. Oh, yes. thank so, you. let you know. You can use the free fly zone as far okay. as your, uh, yeah. So starting here, we've got the farmhouse cheeseburger, mm. which is, I like to say it's like a backyard burger. Something that you may have gotten in your, you know, friends, your friends' dads or moms would have cooked on a July day. 
Uh, it's real simple. It's just, you know, a little bit of uh, aioli. We've got some ketchup on there, pickles, lettuce, cheese. It, that's it. That's perfect. It's really, yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing really wrong with this, the basic setup, so we just try and do it as well as we can. The brioche is house-made, uh, again, with my family wheat, which is kind of an, our, our own little twist on something. It's nice. Uh, it's grass-fed beef from Creekstone Farms, which is in west of Wichita, Kansas, and oh. totally amazing beef. And that's it. It's just, just a good thing. Here we have a cod sandwich. It's fried, beer-battered, fried cod. Whoa. We've got a little uh, pickled cabbage on top and then a little kale and carrot slaw on the bottom. has like a little bit of a like sesame sort of flavor and really good. It's just fantastic, also in the same brioche. And then I've got the Caesar salad. And Caesar's my own family's uh, lettuce. We've got croutons, which are not... Uh, uh, no. I guess they're not GMO either, but they have, yeah, no gluten because they're corn. They're polenta croutons. Wow. Yeah, also now from my own family farm. Yeah, and then I've eat. got uh, radishes on there that are from Wiser, and that's it. That's all it is. We take the romaine, we grill it over wood on our wood grill, and then dress it in our house Caesar dressing and a little bit of Parmesan, and it's totally addictive and really good with chicken, but I figured since you've got the two big burgers, you should probably yeah. go with just a regular old salad. And then smashed fingerling potatoes. Also from Wiser, oh. they're just these little Russian banana uh, fingerlings. We steam them, smash them down into like a crush, you know, just kind of flatten them, and then we fry them. So they're kind of like fries and kind of not like fries, and they're really, really good. So, yeah, I recommend you all try this. It looks great. Thank you. These are kind of like fries and kind of not like fries. Yeah. You described it perfectly. Yeah, there's no way to really articulate beyond that, but they are yummy. Yeah, I and they're really good with this like dipping it. sauce. It's an uh, aioli, uh, uh, espelette aioli. And this is just—I'm ju- sorry—it's just potatoes. They're just, just potatoes. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not slicing yeah. up as well as I'd hoped, but we'll get through it, gang. We'll, well, you we'll know, get it's a slice job made for radio. Yeah, do you want to <laughs> try the other one, Clark? Or are you? Um... Well, so what I think I can do is I'd like to try a piece of the burger, okay. and then that is all you guys. Oh, because that's got uh, right. <laughs> batter and things. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna get some of this salad in the burger. meantime. Yeah. Start with that. Of yeah. Yeah. I feel really fancy having like two different salads before a meal. Yeah. Real special. Well, you know, my family fortune was built on salads, so I do like to push them. These. Uh, this looks really good. I am one bite into this burger, and I love it. <laughs> I'm taking too much of the salad, you guys, so sorry about that. Salad fingers. <laughs> I'm excited to try these I gotta these get the corn. Yeah, I got yeah, the two. The croutons really don't suck. <laughs> and so, and it's just, uh, you said polenta? Uh, yeah, polenta. Where we just make a nice thick polenta. And, you know, we're thick not as in, like, dimension, but thick so that it doesn't run. And then we cut it into cubes and we fry it. And it's really good. That is a delightful crouton. Yeah. At first, I wasn't into it. When Chef was making them, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. And literally everybody else at the table was like, are you kidding? Like, this is the best things I've ever had. Wow. So then I, I, I did learn to really love them. So. How did you decide who your chef would be? It was a, I mean, it took, we probably interviewed 50 people. Oh, wow. And then did tastings with another couple dozen. Wow. And it's kind of amazing, like when you're, I didn't really think it would be that difficult, just like look at a good, inter- like good resume and 
but you're with this person all the time. It's right. kind of like interviewing for like a spouse or something. Like like <laughs> Chef and I are always together. Craig is is great. So I needed somebody that didn't have like a ton of ego and was going to be like well, like you know a peacock strutting around the kitchen. There are a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I needed somebody with technical prowess, really knew how to cook, and was really excited about the ingredients, but also didn't mind like doing my food, which you know and and you know that's I think for a chef kind of hard because. It's like, I want my burger this way. Like, please make it that way, but the best that you can with your, like, impeccable technical ability. And um, Craig is exactly that. You know, he, he, he really takes the challenge on. The two of us collaborate really well and get, like, totally nerdy about ingredients. We'll go out to the farm together and be like, will you freaking look at this lettuce? Like, oh, my God, what can we do with that? What can we do? And we, like, really get into it and start thinking and... That's how dishes are born here. I think you guys are like the Lennon and McCartney of new American cuisine. <laughs> well, your lips to God's ears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are, they've, they're, you're cranking out the hits as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yes, that's right. A lot of number ones. Yeah, um, I mean, I would imagine, too, since your farm is, is a family business, inviting yeah. somebody to collaborate with those ingredients in this restaurant is a very personal decision, more so even than it normally would be. Yeah, I would say so for sure. You know, I have a lot of my my own like history, my own personal story invested in this place. So I need somebody that is going to honor that and, you know, really get on board with it. So Craig's definitely that guy. That's great. Yeah, you just... I mean, it must be very exciting here fighting all the ghosts of the uh, Grand Lux Cafe. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of bedazzled ghosts here. <laughs> I think Sam was about to add something. No, I was going to tell you, Doug. Tell me. If you're going to eat that burger, get in there because the brioche is a little warm still. And you're going to want to enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Here, let me move those bottles for you. Um, get in on this too because I haven't had lunch yet. What is your? Uh, um, so you're open lunch and dinner every every day? Mm-hmm. Brunch on the weekends. Oh, brunch! Mm-hmm. Tell us about this brunch. I think I when I was here, I got kind of excited about the. No, brunch. the brunch sucks. It's mostly about the beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a buffet. Oh, <laughs> so. What we do is we set up on the, on the entryway, and we have this like, big bar that's in front of the kitchen. You can see what's going on in the kitchen that way. And on the weekends, we fill that up with a big buffet. The buffet is not like, it has everything on it in, in terms of salads and pizzas and pasta and a bunch of those fingerling potatoes that you just had and desserts and just a million other things. But it doesn't have any of the stuff that doesn't wait well on a buffet. Like anytime you've been to a buffet and it has an egg like dish, yeah, you weird. open it up and it's just sad. It's like, I guess this is what eggs are going to be like on Mars. Like they're just, it's just not good. So and same thing with, you know, if you have little eggs Benedict or any of that, you know, those hot dishes are best fresh and out of the kitchen. So you get a choice when you make the buffet selection of one of these entrees that comes out straight from the kitchen. So it's a split buffet and people really like it. And we will roll you out of here. It is a lot of food. <laughs> That plus bottomless mimosas, bottomless rosé, 
And uh, you can go with a fancier option where we sell you a bottle of champagne and you get a carafe of orange juice and you can like pinkies out all the way and pour your own. And that's six hundred dollars? No, six thousand actually. No, yeah, no, it's uh, forty-five dollars, I think. For the, very for the, reasonable. For the, yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty wildly cheap reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And um, the buffet is thirty-two bucks, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's packed in here for the buffet. Oh, I bet. And yeah, it really does. But we have, like I said, two hundred and fifty seats. So yeah. Los Angeles loves their Everyone, Sunday brunch. They yeah. love their Sunday brunch or Saturday. In fact, Saturday is the busier of the two. Yeah. Probably because people go out on Saturday night. I would yeah, imagine. they go on Saturday night. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. Where do you find your clientele, or do you even know? Like, where are they coming from? Do people we walk have, here, or is it mostly like they're just, you know what I mean? We have a pretty big split. Yeah. So they're like a lot of families mm. from Beverly Hills, and they come in, and they're like, I mean, definitely in for the, uh, for the brunches. And then the other uh, part would be like couples from West Hollywood. Sure. Like, you know, it's, we'll get like big tables of boys sitting around together and then like everybody, you know, families from, from Beverly Hills and it's real big melting pot here. And then in the summer, uh, it's tourists, man, like so many because oh, they yeah. all come to the Beverly Center and they all come in and tip horribly. But oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like our, my servers look at me and they're like, dude, it was a $600 table. They left me $5. Oh. <laughs> like, happily, like, here you go. <laughs> they're not from here. They don't probably they, yeah. understand yeah. the they don't. tipping yeah. culture. Yeah. 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 If they're European, it's, I mean, although. If they're from anywhere yeah, other than uh, here, pretty much. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Canadians tip. Yeah, it is different. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that's just kind of the, the, the hodgepodge that we've got going on here these days. Um, but we're happy. I, I've got a lot of repeat customers, a lot of people that, you know, come back and say hi. And, you know, we're seeing little kids that were really little and now a lot less little oh. and have their own opinions about what's good on the buffet or what they like to eat. So it's fun, you know. When I was a farmer, it was lonely. I was, you know, out on the farm, lots of acreage, driving like vast distances to get from A to B and talking to maybe like five people in a week. And now that's the total opposite. Like I'm here, I sit down, I'm talking to everybody all the time. I'm making new friends and that's, I just love it. I see like what I was, was growing now on the plate and it makes me feel great. Yeah. It's I making mean, me feel great. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, they, you know, what, what you're talking about is, um, you know, it's, it's a, a physical representation of you, the quite literally the fruits of your labors. Yeah. Um, that most people don't get to enjoy, like a, a finished product like that, and watch people get to uh, enjoy it. Uh, and you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm loving this Chipotle situation. Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> What's the. Um, so you, you, were, you were mentioning beer mm -hmm. for the, uh, when, the, when the daytime people come in. Uh, so you have like a. Rather lengthy beer list. No, we have a really short beer list. Just yeah, we have five basic. beers. Yeah, five beers. It doesn't rotate a whole lot. I just like. I mean, everything that's on tap is pretty light. Like our darkest beer would be an IPA, and um, we have a cider as well. Um, but we just, you know, I, I like good beer, and so I found some ones that I really like. We do have some darker beers that are in cans because people like those. I don't know why, but people do like them, and. Um, yeah, it's just, I would say, a well-edited selection of, uh, of drinks. You know, we don't have too much of the, the I guess, well-known stuff. It's all kind of, you know, crafty. 
This has been divided up, Sam. If you okay. want to uh, yeah, mm-hmm. get, in, get there. in there, and then what's your uh, like? Uh, you see, I the last time I was here, I did eat at the bar, so you mm-hmm. have a bar. Oh yeah. Is there? Uh, do you guys do anything unusual with uh, cocktails? Well, we or... have se- like a seasonal cocktail program, so oh, it's based yeah? around like what is actually in season on my farm. Oh, neat! And uh, so you know, like we've got now this. You know, we're using Caracara oranges, which are some of the best oranges to make what we call a farmhouse spritz, which is similar to an Aperol spritz, but a little more boozy and includes caracara oranges. And it's damn good. I could probably bring you guys one of those. Is that possible for us to try one of those? That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And then we have... That's why uh, I brought it up. I wasn't like, hey, hey, you guys have really good drinks here? I don't drink, but... (laughs) Just asking for a friend. But I do do also want people to know all the the reasons to to come here and... And uh, yeah, that drink sounds amazing. So yeah, I would, bring I would, one of those. I'll bring you an alcoholic kombucha. Oh, yeah, my wow. buddy owns Boochcraft, and they make some of the best kombucha. And it's seven and a half percent alcohol. You'd never know it. You're just like, like you'll be thirsty and be like, mm, I'm gonna have another sip of this. And it just like, it does. It definitely kid. Yeah, it hits home pretty quick. So all right, sweet. I'll go get you some of those. Thank you. In the meantime, I'm gonna yeah get in that fish sandwich. Get in this cod right here. See what I think of that. So it's the bread that's on the cod is the problem well, for you? Well, no, or? it's the uh, breading. The breading oh, on the cod. Yes. Breaded cod. So, yeah, the, the beer-battered fish is usually um, usually a double no-no. Um, it's interesting because, like, I don't have celiac. Celiac is very serious. It's, it's frustrating for me because the test for what I have hasn't been updated since the 90s. So it's like in that time, people's... Our food has changed. I wish if we were all eating like this, you know, meaning from the farm and less um, processed. processed and messing with our food, uh, I don't think as many people would have the type of allergies that I have, which sucks. But it's, it's all good. It's fine. I'm fortunate that, you know, if, if a burger can, comes out and a bun is on it, I can take the bun off and still eat what's inside. There are plenty of people who that would be a total no-no. Um, yeah, once it's even touched it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so I am lucky in in that respect. Like my nemesis, the pickle. <laughs> that when it touches your sandwich, then your sandwich t- tastes like pickle. Oh, I'll take all your pickles. Yeah, I love pickles. Me too. <laughs> Olives and pickles. I know people are mm-hmm. into pickles. I do um, like a pickle. <laughs> so I should mention this before I forget. New episodes of Dining with D&K with Karen will be back, but we're having a great time with these two today. Uh, they plop every Wednesday night at midnight, so you can listen to us on Thursday morning or Thursday lunch, but we want to be there for you every Thursday. <laughs> that's like nice. friends. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. The show. Yeah. Oh, no, I knew what you meant. Yep. I must see TV. Yep. Must see, must, must listen podcast. Yep. Yeah. Not, not as catchy. Not quite as catchy, but... But what are you uh, what are you doing in the podcast world right now, Sam? Um, that's a good question, actually. I ooh, I don't screw it. I don't know if this is breaking news or not. Ooh, uh, potentially if, breaking news. If it turns out to be, I'll have, we'll have to bleep all this out. But I don't think it is. Uh, so the podcast that uh, Kevin Pollock and I do, Kevin Pollock's Chat Show, mm-hmm. uh, we will be celebrating our tenth anniversary uh, in March. Mm-hmm. And Kevin has decided to celebrate our 10th anniversary by ending the show. <laughs> yes. Yep, so. that sounds about right. It's always nice when you have, I mean, <clears throat> I hit 10 years on Douglas movies and it was, you know, 
uh, I felt like it'd be like a you know good time to quit, but then yeah. also I I just still like doing it. Sure, but so he just uh, so we're having. He's a, always got so much going on. He's acting in so many things. Oh, he's so busy um, directing. Yeah, he's got he's got a feature, a second feature lined up that he's going to direct. He's working on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, of course. Um, no, he's a he's a very busy guy. So I certainly do not blame him on that front. Um, and I'm very proud of all the shows we did over the years. Um, and the show's been audio only now for uh, about the last year, by and large, um, which made it easier. Oh, but yeah, even but it used to be really fancy. Uh, oh yeah, we used to live stream setup, video. Yeah, yeah just it that, was quite a thing. All that black, you know, yep. it was like it was very. Uh, as he wanted, it was very like the old uh, Charlie, Tomorrow oh, Show. Tomorrow Show, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Rose, Rose. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, uh, uh, we're doing our last show here in Los Angeles on Saturday, March 2nd at Dynasty Typewriter. Uh, our guest will be Pamela Adlon oh, and other, other special guests to be announced soon. What's the date? Uh, Saturday, March 2nd. Damn it. That's this Saturday. Uh, Wait, March, sorry. March. And yeah. also February second was this last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, March second, Saturday, March second. Okay. So if I, I I think there are still tickets available. If you're in LA and listening, check it out. Uh, Dynasty typewriter. That sounds super fun. I will be at sea. Oh, yes. Weezer Cruise. No, three eleven. And Trailer Park Boys. Oh, back to back. Wow. Cabins only available on one of those. Uh, Clark. What, he'll, be, he'll be at sea quite a lot. Nine days, yeah. The oh. 311's five nights, and the um, Trailer Park Boys is four. But wow. same wow. boat, though. Oh, so okay, can, so you don't have to leave your room? No, I think I have to, you have to get off and oh. go through customs and everything. But, but, you know, it'll be cool. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, Clark, what's going on with you with your, uh, you know, podcasting stuff? Yep. Sending the Wolf is still going. Um, and uh, so I don't know if you remember this, Doug, but you teased me a little at 12 Guests of Christmas about, because obviously John Hamm and Sarah Silverman <laughs> and Zach Galifianakis were on the stage. And so I jokingly said, if any of you want to come on my podcast, you are more than welcome. <laughs> and then, of course, it was crickets. And so that didn't happen. <laughs> but Jeff Tate came on the show. Oh, cool. And so that was a treat. Ooh, thank you. Speaking of treats. Oh, I love it. Oh, Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, so Jeff Tate did come on. We talked about Batman. We talked about Tim Burton's Batman. Um, and that was really fun. So Sending the Wolf new episodes on Tuesdays. And uh, it's on iTunes and Stitcher and all the things. And then if you want to support the show further, um, you can go to patreon.com slash Clark Wolf and get access to minis. Oh. Which is super fun. Oh, wow. You know, Doug That's loves minis. Idea. I do know that Doug yeah. loves minis. I should have put that on my Patreon. <laughs> But this, uh, does anybody recall what he said was going to be in this drink? So, orange for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's really orangey. Oh, this is the kombucha. With booze in it. With booze in it. This is the 7.5%. Got it. A lot of the um, kombucha is already fermented with alcohol, right? Did I say that right? I got the thumbs up from Aristotle. (laughs) I trust him. But but this is the kind that uh, will get you drunk. Because the regular kind shouldn't. If if done properly. <laughs> well, that is refreshing. All right, we're gonna pass and it around. Yeah, it's a funny thing when we do these shows 
and the subject of drinks come up, they really they tend to just bring you the one and say, yeah. "Here, everybody, share this." It's funny though because There's they could booze in it, so it, I'm sure it's clean. It's it, it, if they <laughs> just put it in smaller glasses. It would be the probably the same amount, if not less. Yeah, I don't know why they they just don't think about it. I guess probably and, not. Uh, you know, tastes like now. Look, uh, look, I'm not going to be a fan of everything here. Uh, <laughs> that tastes like to me. Uh, really, truly terrible beer that something bad happened to. Really? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I okay. like it too. That's okay. Are you, do you like, like uh, cider or... Uh, uh, no, that's uh, too sweet. Uh, do you like yeah. happiness? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I love beer. Uh, I love beer and wine. Uh, I'm generally, those are generally my two uh, boozy beverages. Well, I'm glad. You're very, it's very uh, you know, polite of you to not say that to our guest in his restaurant, yeah. but also he'll probably listen to this. That's okay. Look, <laughs> I'm just, I'm warning people who enjoy beer and who don't enjoy kombucha, and I, I count myself in that group, maybe not the drink yeah, for you. There, yeah. there you go. Definitely the kombucha flavor, if you don't like that. Yeah, then, that's then this not for would you not in be, general. No. This would not be pleasant, but, but I do like a kombucha. I'll, I'll drink that little right. mud swell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink that... River water. <laughs> it's like fun. It. It's fun that there's things that are alive in it. Sure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's right. So you're committing mass murder with every sip is what, is what oh I'm hearing. Oh, my God. If I could, like, drink, like, those brine shrimp. Sea monkeys, I was about to say. <laughs> sea monkey cocktails. I am oh, a god. So, <laughs> oh, taste the genocide. I am a mm, god for you, Swim in me like Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. <laughs> hey. It's good. It's, it's refreshing. I like it too, but I, I can see how it does kind of taste like a, like a less sweet cider. So I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the cod sandwich because if, yeah. if given the choice, like, hey, do you want a sandwich cod in it? I'd be like, no, thank you. Well, I like all the things on top and below the cod sandwich, like the uh, the rat, the what did he say? It was yeah, that stuff at the bottom, the yeah. carrots and... Um, yes, the veggies. Yes, all yeah. of the, the accoutrement on that, really tasty, on that yeah. cod burger were very tasty. Yeah. That cod forsaken burger. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I did it. <laughs> it's that part of the meal where we get punchy and punny. Mm-hmm. Right, she's two sips in the kombucha. Yeah. But it really should, it really, it should be on the menu as cod damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Is it? Can I sneak out of here and use the restroom? <laughs> sure. Will you miss my? Oh, we could. I guess we could just end the show. But I, no, it, there's more. He did say he's gonna bring another cocktail, but they're also really busy. I guess you don't need me right now. They're busy selling cocktails, so yes, we'll keep. I'll be fast. We will. Sam and I, we got some got man chat. talk to That's do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Yeah. Great. Enjoy your man. Yeah, it's gonna get. Yeah. It's going to get super manly right now. Yep. So how are those testicles, Doug? Um, what else is nominated for Best Picture? Um, you, you didn't enjoy uh, Black Panther? I did enjoy. I, I, I mean, all of the movies nominated for Best Picture, I enjoyed watching for the most part. I love that they were going to do the, you know, everybody's favorite movie mm-hmm. Oscar. And then they saw Black Panther. They saw what a huge hit it was. It was just like, oh, well, let's... We could just nominate that for Best Picture, yeah. and everybody will be fine. I mean, hell. But popular movies can get nominated. Of course they They're can. just not going to win because 
You know, right. Rome was never get, would never in a million years make the kind of money that Black Panther can make. Right. Or even Black Klansman. Yeah. Did you like that one? I did. I did. I, I enjoyed okay, Black Okay, what Klansman. else? What else? I enjoyed The Favorite. Oh, yeah. The Favorite's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's no thing that's just like, wow, that's the movie of the year. Right. I'm so happy for it. And I really liked A Star is Born a lot. But yeah, it's, I didn't, it, it's I didn't turned dislike out it's it. against a bunch of movies that are all about heavier, more important things yeah. than the ego of an alcoholic yeah. famous person. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Uh, I, I was thinking, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, and <clears throat> I was trying to remember, like, what's the last year where there was a clear Best Picture winner m- months in advance, even before nominations came out? Like, um, a couple of examples I gave were, like, Schindler's List was an easy one. Titanic was an easy one. Forrest Gump seemed pretty obvious. Forrest Gump seemed obvious, although that, in 94, that's a tough year. Best Picture nominees that year were Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and for some insane reason, Four Weddings and a Funeral. So there were at least four really tough choices in there. Um, And uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, movies like that or a year like that, you're like, oh, well, no, everybody knows that movie's going to win Best Picture. I don't think we've had that in a long time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's always a little bit of a race and, you know. Thanks also to like Hollywood publicists and, and people who write about the Oscars. They always, you know, they always like to bring a lot of uh, crazy theories to us. what are the uh, what are, what's going on with these glasses? So I figured if we get oh smart, drink, we can yes, I like it. Pour and share. I like it very not much. That I, not that I have a problem with our pass around that we did. Yeah, it just means we're friends now. Yep. Or like real friends. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Sam and I, we really, uh, we really went at it. Yeah, how's and the we man really time? had a really intense Oscar <laughs> argument. Oh, good. Like, like manly Oscar yeah. conversation, like Oscar Isaac conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah Oscar De La Hoya. Counting off his All fingers. The All the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Wilde. Good. Oscar Schindler. I like it. Very he came important. Up. Never Yeah, forget. name a year and Sam can tell you every single Oscar nominee that year. I cannot, Go. I cannot do that. 67. Well, I mean, in the heat of the night, one best picture. There, see, that's even, even that's impressive. Do, yeah. Even I mean, that's impressive. You have all the best pictures memorized, right? I do. Yes. I did know that about oh, you. Oh, okay. Oh, look oh, what we boy. have here. Oh, well, that, oh this boy. is the cocktail. Oh, thank you. Oh, paper straws. Paper straws. Paper straws. Very sustainable. Triple date. Let's get it. Yeah, I was looking for the really long ones you guys could just do, but I figured, yeah, you know, like, uh, there's no video the Somebody's going to have to lean this, in, so. Sam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're really going to do it later. We are going to do it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, we got, if we could try it all at the same time, we should. That's some great audio entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Let's see us quietly That's all really drink nice at the though. same wow. time. <laughs> I like that That a lot. is Crazy delicious. Remind That's us what's in really that one good. again. Uh, the cox or the yeah, you know the orange. Some, it's it's cara cara orange. It's um, aperol, and then I forget. Oh. I'm not really involved. In <laughs> okay. That is like uh, that drink could is be like, absinthe. That's I'm like just, if, yeah, um, we don't know. That's probably if orange gin, tang but. tasted good. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like yeah. a tasty version of that. It's got that kind of fizzy uh, thing going on and uh, that's the kombucha right Sam? just a yes. nice kombucha's good <laughs> sure I'm a big fan 
It's not oh, for everyone. Okay. Not for everyone. Oh, not for you. Yeah, huh? we no, talked about it. Sam no. was the uh, was the naysayer on this one. I didn't but, say it tasted bad. I just said I don't enjoy like kombucha. The taste of kombucha. Yeah, it's yeah. not for him. Well, if so. it's not for you, then that's really not for you because you know it's pretty damn kombucha-y. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So that's you can't can't judge a man for that. <laughs> <laughs> You can. Like this one, what do we call What's this one called? Farmhouse Spritz. Farmhouse Spritz. It's yes. great, yeah. Yes. It's, it's really like champagne, nice. Aperol, and, yeah. um, and Cara Cara oranges. And I think there's gin in it, but I'm not the bartender, so I don't know. Let me, yeah. let me try again and see what... Uh, there's more of a kick yeah, than, so, a, than so. a normal Aperol Spritz when I taste it, so... Well, I just love the like when you're, you know, when your nose is in it, that uh, uh, yeah. big chunk of orange there really. Uh, big chunk of, chunk of orange from my own orchard. There we go. There you grow oranges again. out here? Oh, yeah. What? Fillmore, man. This is former citrus capital of the world. That is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Before Florida started growing them and took the bottom out of the market. Aww. Yeah. And then Brazil went in there and really Aww, took the bottom man. out of the market. So now Typical we just make Florida. yummy cocktails. Freaking Florida man ruined it for us. Do you grow avocados? We do. We do. I heard those are very hard to grow. No. No? no. All right. I heard wrong grow. then. Yeah. Yeah. They're hard to pick. Well, you oh, probably that's... were talking to some amateur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some guy doesn't even know how to do it. If you ask yeah. me about building a house, I'd say it's really hard. Because <laughs> I have no a idea. A lot of nails and stuff. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, I was talking to my neighbor. He's in programming. I don't know why I asked him about growing avocados. Yeah. Well, they don't like to be too cold, so there's that. Okay. Uh, so you need to have like protocols for the cold. We spray them with a powder that's a frost-resistant thing. Keeps like the warmth in. Okay. When it's going to be really, cold. really cold. Uh, much below freezing. So like, you know, anywhere below 32 and you're in trouble. How often does um, that happen here? It, it, we have about 17 days in Fillmore averaging per year that it gets below freezing. Mm. And uh, that's pretty pretty par for the course throughout most of Los Angeles. You know, you'll wake up like every once in a while and be like, is that a little silver on the grass? Like, well, yeah. it got cold last night. That's, and, and avocado trees hate that. So do oranges for that matter. Oh, they used yeah, to have these things called smudge pots that were they're, they're like these like little tiny chimneys, but they're all metal and they would burn, you know, like like diesel oil and weird stuff in there when it was getting really cold. And they'd put them every third tree and just light it up mm. and it would keep it a little bit warmer than the ambient temperature would be otherwise. It keeps them alive. Wow. Can you oh, just uh, spray them with like, bring uh, in some like heat lamps and, uh, you know, half off appetizers? <laughs> You know, and keep them comfortable yeah. <laughs> until the table's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, spraying with antifreeze. Surely that's not illegal. No, no, not illegal at all. Okay. Put a little bit of that in the drip line, you <laughs> yeah. know, keeps them good. Yeah. Well, this has all been terrific. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to say about, tell people about the restaurant? And no. It's beautiful, and uh, it's not fussy, so you can show up in yoga pants or a business suit. We yes. really don't mind. Mm -hmm. We feel comfortable, um, and uh, we're not as expensive as we look. No. People, people oh, think that's we're, a yeah, very they, good point. They, I, yeah, they, yeah, they look at us, and they're like, oh, this place is going to cost a fortune. That's what I, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah I but it really doesn't. We just, you know, like I said, it was a good lease, and they built up. Great. They gave us a lot of money to build a, a restaurant, good. so uh, it looks really nice. So, yeah, come in and hang out. I'm always here, except for Sundays and Mondays, so... Any right. other day, come and visit. You'll find me personally. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, Sam, anything else you'd like to uh, add at the end of the meal? Um, you know, just uh, Clark and I have uh, both been on the, the same uh, program now. It's called DC Daily, mm -hmm. and it's on the DC Universe platform. 
uh, or you can watch us talk uh, all DC Comics nerd stuff uh, every day. It's really fun. That's why they call it DC Daily. Yep. And you really have to uh, talk about it daily, or do you? Well, the show airs daily. I'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so it doesn't uh, isn't always necessarily topical. Uh, no, it's pretty. It's it's somewhat topical, but uh, there is a news thing that is re- truly recorded daily. Oh, okay. Yeah. And where do people see this? At dcuniverse.com. Yep. Okay. It's a whole platform. You can yeah, get a, seen you guys apps for your phone and your I can't keep up Apple with all TV of it. and it That's is right. fun, and they just got a bunch of new comics. They're up to five thousand comics now. I think yeah. they added five thousand. Co- yep. I think Yeah. So you they're can, they're really. Improved. You can read old old and new DC comics and watch old and new DC uh, uh, program television programs and movies. It's uh, cool. if yeah, if you're in, if you are a fan of comic book culture, especially DC, this is the one place to be. Yep, agreed. Not just because we work there. Nope. <laughs> it's also true. We'd both be subscribers even if we weren't. That's actually there. very true. Do you want to plug something else as your plug at the end since Sam did such a great job with that? He did. I'll plug Sending the Wolf one more time. Uh, and you can go visit patreon.com slash Wolf if you want to contribute, or you can just listen to the pod every Tuesday. What did you and Jeff decide about Batman? Pro. We like it. The Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, Tim Burton. Tim Burton Batman. We did. You know what was fun about that was it was a bigger conversation sort of about not only about Batman, like on the big screen. So we talked about... The, the you know movies from the late 80s into the 90s and then we talked about the Nolan trilogy mm-hmm. a good bit and uh, we also talked about fan culture in general because I think that when you're getting into the superheroes on movies and TV and all of that that um, you know you 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 have to get into the fan the fan culture of it all so it was actually very fun but we like Keaton is our both of our Batman oh yeah same Bat Sam it's Bat Sam's it's Bat Sam's Batman Bat Sam's Batman all the way from casting to the movie, or when he was cast, were you like, what? We were a little young when that happened. I was seven. Right. So I was not, I didn't have my finger on the pulse. Yeah, same. I, I, was. wasn't, I wasn't outraged <laughs> that this comedian was going to be Batman. So when I saw it, I was like, this is great. Because, I mean, I knew the, the Adam West, you know. Oh, Batman. you did? Yeah. yeah. But I, I was okay with that because I knew Adam West was probably a little old at the time to play Batman in 1989. So I was all right with Keaton. <laughs> That's true. He, Adam West was probably a little yeah. too old in 1989. There was, but when they said that it was going to be Michael Keaton, like people were pissed. Oh, they like, were. There was no internet to complain about, <laughs> no. but you still heard about there it. There was a huge letter writing campaign. Yeah, people were mad about it, and uh, yeah, I remember that being uh, being really amused yeah. by that. I think people took out an ad in Variety. <laughs> people were pissed about Heath Ledger when they announced right? him sure. as Joker. Like sure. people were just really. Yeah. And People like to think the outrage culture is a new thing. Right. I'm outraged about that, Doug. But also, you know, that is the fan culture part of the conversation. You know, you can't separate Keaton's casting and talking about the bigger picture of that movie. And Tim Burton, for that matter, doing Batman is mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. So yeah. with that said, like that made its way into the to the fan culture part of the conversation with Jeff. It was really fun. He has he is not a huge uh, Nolan trilogy guy he said he's seen those movies once which i thought was really interesting because i feel yeah, like that's all we hear about now he likes movies that are dumb <laughs> yeah and even though dark knight rises is uh, profoundly dumb in indeed. many ways yes and all of them have their problems they're still kind of like smart superhero movies and yeah. yes that's not what jeff's there for 
No. <laughs> he's there for the explosions. He's there for the action, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. And also, I would imagine that, you know, the way Nicholson does Batman, uh, Joker is it's fun the whole time. Well, well, it is sort of scary. Yeah. And he is like a bad guy. It's also fun. It's interesting you know. that we, one of the things we talked about that I love talking about in general is just the pairing because I feel like your, your Batman Joker pairing has mm-hmm. to be the right one. And for me, I like the pairing of Keaton and Nicholson together in those roles more than I like Bale and Ledger together in those roles. Like we can say that Heath Ledger's Joker is the definitive Joker, but to me, you need the other element in order to make it... All, almost all of the Joker's great scenes in that movie, Batman's nowhere. He's not involved. Right. In you mean in Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Like they don't really interact with each other. Yes. That. Yeah. Which is which is you know. I mean, for me, I like seeing the two of them together. And well, I that's also, why Lego Batman is the best. There you go. <laughs> because Joker and Batman really, really do hash it out. And of course, Bane. <laughs> yeah, he's good too. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for uh, having this food with me here at Farmhouse. Sam's going back in for more of that cod. You're going cod. back in for a little bit more of this cod. I really, God damn it. I was damn. really pleasantly surprised by the cod because that's just a fish that I just don't even mess with. Mm. I bet that is the battering kind of light and fluffy. It looks yeah, light. and It's yeah. really good. It was way less fishy than I thought it was going to be. I love it. So this kudos, was great. Kudos to them for that. Thank you for um, having me, Doug. Thank this you for so being fun. here. Yeah, thanks so much, Doug. For the absent Karen Anderson mm-hmm. and for our uh, internet team and Aristotle and Sam Levine and Clark Wolf. This is Doug Benson, whose dates are at DougLovesMovies.com, saying, Bon appetit. Oh, wait, oh, also, thank you, Farmhouse. <laughs> bon appetit, motherfuckers. Snow peas, brie cheese, our plates are clean. We dined with Doug and Karen. I like Donnie with Dog and Mommy. It's a good show.